Welcome to Live Doc, your online Doc Yomi Shear. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome back to today's Daf Yemi, which is Maseches Mayat Katan Daf Beis. You know why it's called Mayat Katan? Because this Masechta primarily deals with the halachos of Chol Hamayid, Chol Hamayid, the weekday aspect of your Yamtiv. Mayat Katan, a low level, a low ranking Yamtiv. You know, Rav Shachaim Lotzato, in his classic Sefer Derech Hashem, explains that this Malacha that we have on Shabbos or Yamtiv aren't just restrictions. Quite the contrary, he explains that in a Shabbos, in a Yom Tov, we have so much Kedusha that's inherent in that day. And in order to really connect to that Kedusha, one has to disengage from the physical aspect of Elam Hazeh. And that's what Isumad Lacha accomplishes. It allows us to, it affords us the opportunity to disconnect from Elam Hazeh and reconnect to the spiritual realms to the spiritual aspect that's contained within Shabbos and Yom Tov, to get to that Kedusha. And therefore he explains that the Isra Malachis are commensurate, they parallel the potential Kedusha embedded in that day. The more Kedusha, the more you have to disengage to get to that Kedusha. And therefore, Chol HaMoyed, which is really a lower-ranking Kedusha, that has Kedusha but not on the same level as your typical day of Yom Tov, we have Isra Malacha, but on a lower flame, we're less restricted. And that allows us, that still allows us to connect to the Kedusha of this of this Yom Tov. So it's a lower ranking Kedusha, and therefore it features some restrictions, some disengagement, but not on the same level as your ordinary Shabbos for Yom Tov. So what is it that we can or cannot do on Chayla says the Mishnah. You can water a field. Beis is a thirsty field, which can subside just on natural rainfall. You need to constantly, manually water it. And if you'll refrain from watering on Chalamayit or Shrita, it's going to go bad. It's going to dry up. You'll lose your field. It's a makam of Hefzid. In a case of potential financial loss, Chacham say, you can actually do this malacha. You can water your field on Chalamayit or Shvitah, as well as on Shrita, Let's go over to Rashi on the side. Some actually say it's not the Rashi, but it's Rabbi Negershem Ragoila. In any case, it says the Rashi over here, Mashkin Beis Hashlochem right on top. So the Shiyemedis Bahar, have a field situated on a mountain, which I guess is your typical location for this type of field, Beis Hashlochem, which dries up quickly, which needs to be tended to on a regular basis. You have to water it constantly. You can do it even now. Because otherwise, you're going to lose the field. It says Rashi. Chacham allowed a slight tircha, watering a field, if it's to avoid financial loss. You can do it even on Chaylamayid. Why? I thought Isra Malacha. Applies to Chayla Hamoyed. explains. One pasuk says, So the seventh day, the time for Atzeres, refrain from Malacha, celebrate Yom Tov. And we say just as 
Pasuk connects to 6 to the 7. Just as day 7 is Asr B'Malacha, Afshish Likewise, throughout the 6 prior days, 6 preceding days, you meant to refrain from Malacha. Here's the Makkah. Perhaps just as Shmini Atzeres. Actually, not Shvi. Yom Pesach has Isr Malacha. It's a true yamtiv. Av shisha asur and mechamalacha. Likewise, the previous six days feature the same isra malacha, which means that even on chayl hamoyed you have the same restrictions as yamtiv. Tamad loymet the pasuk says hashvi. We single out the seventh day. Shvi asur atzur mechamalacha. On seven you refrain from all malacha. In shisha atzur and mechamalacha as opposed to the six previous days. So which way does it go? On the one hand we say we connect and compare. All the days to each other, because they're all mentioned in the same pasuk. Isra Malacha applies all throughout Yom Tov, whether it's Yom Tov or Chol And then we say, no, no. The true Isra Malacha only applies to the Yom Tov aspect of Yom Tov, first day, the seventh day, but not Chol Hamoyed. Ha, like Masron Hakasav El Chachamim. Apparently, the Torah is granting authority to the Chachamim to use their discretion. Chacham will determine for us the criteria, the guidelines for which Malacha is considered Asur and which is Mutter. Rashi explains. And therefore, when it comes to a Malacha which involves potential Hefzid, if it is not executed, this field of ours. He desperately needs to be watered. If you don't water him, you're going to lose your crop. In this case, allowed watering. So Rashi explains for us that really it's based on a Pasuk. The Pasuk indicates there is Isra Malach. And the Pasuk says, no, there's no Isra Malach on Hashem grants the Chachamim permission, the authority to use their, their Chachm to determine what is Mutter and what is Asr? And Chacham determined for us when it involves Hefzid, we're trying to create, we're trying to benefit, you're trying to avoid loss. That's not a true Malacha. You're not creating, you're not fashioning. That's a lower level type of situation. You're just avoiding loss. And provided it doesn't involve too much exertion, just watering a field, that's okay. You know, the Ramban adds, he says, there's a chiddush that every malacha which is letzorich ha-moyed, every malacha from which you benefit on Yom Tov is mutam in has a different mahalach than Rashi. So technically, any malacha letzorich ha-moyed is mutar. It's only asam derabbanan. Rabbanan came along and says, you know what? Although typically it's asam derabbanan, but in this case of mokam hefzid, it doesn't involve too much work, it's mutar. Continues the Mishnah. So you can do this on Chayla Moed. And on Shviyas as well. How can you do it on Shemitah? You're not meant to do Moloch on Shemitah. The Gemara will discuss this. So you could water Bein Mimayon Shiyasah Whether you're using water from a spring which has just recently begun to flow. In which case, there is a slight concern that it might collapse on you and you might have to rebuild it. Which involves more than just slight Tercha. So... Despite the fact that there is that, that 
chashash, we allow it. Bein mimayin, or using water from a spring which has been flowing for a while, a well-established spring where there's no realistic concern of collapse. So either way you can water to save your field. Aval in mashkin, let me make shaman. You can't water it in a manner where it involves great tercha. Drawing from puddles, from a deep pit, that's excessive tercha. Nor can you dig those irrigation ditches around your your vine to irrigate your vines. So the point here is that you have to follow two. You have to meet two conditions. Number one, it's a circumstance that can involve potential loss. You're just trying to be moinei. I have said number two, minimal work. You can't get involved in a in a tircha yisera. Flowing stream, which they would dig an ama deep. That's why it was called an ama. You can't go ahead and dig this uh, this ditch. But a new ditch on It's too much work. There's no concern. You're not plowing. You're not working your field. You're making a a water system. Another leniency, another kula, they can repair. A fallen ama, even on chilamoyed, it's not that much tircha involved, you're just repairing a pre existing ama. What else do they do on chilamoyed? They can repair the, the pipe system in the streets. That's why it's mutter. Likewise, they can. Clear them of any blockages. They fix the roads, and the squares, the public squares. They fix up the mikvahs. And everything, all the uh, public works, they can do a chalamoyed. So although it's a, it's malacha, it's tircha, they mark the graves this way. The kihanim keep away. They send out shluchim on chelamoid, check the fields, kilaim inspectors to ensure there is no kilaim. Asks the Gemara. Mishnah says you can water this base shalochim field, who's desperate for rain, using a recently flowing spring, a veteran spring. Why do you have to spell out both cases? Hashdi yishlema. Now that you can, now you say You can even use water from a, a fresh spring. The Oslin pulley, where there's a real concern that perhaps it might, uh, you know, might just collapse on you. It doesn't have much of a track record, which might lead him to do mal- uh, a lot of tercha. We're not concerned about that collapse. Mash, can you get, you can go ahead and water from that stream. Certainly, using a veteran stream, a stream which has been flowing for a while, to the Oslin pulley, where there's no real concern of collapse. Is there any need to allow it? Why does the Mishnah have to spell out both cases? Once you say you can use a fresh spring, of course, an old spring. Amri, the answer is. Itzrich, both are needed. Both have a chiddush. Itanamayin, sheyotzabatchila. If the mission will only speak about a fresh spring, you can take that water and water your base hashalach and your thirsty field. Half a minute, perhaps I would say, hocha, in the case of a fresh spring, where there's a slight chance of collapse and having to do extra work. Over here, I would say, let's limit its use. Let's restrict it. It's only in the case of real desperation. 
In this fresh spring, we say, you know what, only use it for a desperate situation, a basashlochan circumstance. Basabal, but not a a moist field. A bal, a basabal, which means that it's a field that is sustained by natural means, by rainwater. Mishim Dostalun Puli, don't use this water for that field because, you know, there's always that chance that it might collapse, in which case you'll be led to do more work. And unless it's really absolutely necessary, like in the base of Shalachan, don't don't use it. So it's only because there's that chance of collapse. We say, you know what, limit it to where you really need it. Beis HaShalachan, not Beis HaBal. But, Avul Mayin Let's say it's an old stream. A veteran, a well-established stream, it's not going anywhere. It's not collapsing on you. There's no concern of collapse. Ava, perhaps in that case I would say, we can use it liberally. Afilu Beisabal Nami, you can use it even for Beisabal. It's not desperate for watering. Because all it involves is just watering. There's no concern of Mulach, no concern of rebuilding the broken stream. Kamash Mulan comes in the mission and says, no, there's no difference between this or that stream. We only allow it in a Makkah of Hefzid, that Rashi explained, which is a Beisab Shalach, and which would otherwise wither. It's irrelevant of whether it's a fresh spring, or it's a veteran spring, it's only allowed by Beisah Shalochan in Beisah Baloi, only in a Beisah Shalochan, which is desperate for water. So bottom line is, Mashkin Beisah Shalochan is because you're allowed to avoid Hefzit. And therefore we say, whether it's a fresh or veteran spring, go ahead and do it. I'm not concerned about extra terchah. But a Besabal, an established field, he's sustained by rainwater. Don't go, uh, don't bother, don't bother watering him. It's an unnecessary terch, unnecessary malach. Umay mashma, the high Besa Shalachan, Lishna de Tzachusahi. What do we find that Besa Shalachan, the word Shalachan denotes thirst, a thirsty field. by it says, You're exhausted. That's how they attacked Mutargiminan. And in the Unklus we have Vat Mishalhe Veloi. Veloi means exhausted. And Oyev means Mishalhe, thirsty. Tesis brings a Pasik that we see Oyev means thirsty. Kudachsiv Harvesi Nevesh Ayefa. So Ayefa, Oyev, Mishalhe. And very often we switch the He and the Ches, Rashi says. They come from the same point in the throat. So Meshalchei, Meshashalachem, a thirsty field. Umay mashma dahai beisabal, lishna demiasfusahi. Where do we find that the term beisabal refers to a well-established field, secure, it doesn't need to be watered. Dechsev kiival bocha basula, as a bocha interacts with the basula, and we interpret it as follows in Targuminan. Targum says, Arikim kamo demitoisav ulam absulta. Just as the ulam, the bachar, interacts in a uh, as married with a psula, your children, Eretz Yisrael's children, will be well established and secure in Eretz Yisrael. So in any case, we see that yival, mitoisav, secure, established, all go together. It's an established field; doesn't need constant attention. Okay, continues the Gemara. So the mission tells us. 
that a desperate field, all thirsty and parched, can be watered. Why? Because to allow a malach you have to meet two conditions, a double criteria. Number one, only b'makam hefset. Number two, it has to be a slight tercha, not too much work. And that's what the mission says. You can only use a stream, a situation which doesn't involve much exertion, as opposed to a puddle, a deep pit that you can't do. So you have to meet two conditions, hefset and no tercha. Man tana. Can we find a, a tana? Can we put a, a name to the face, a name to the shita? Who is this shita? That both conditions have to be met to allow malacha and chilamayit. The psayda in. Only a psayda allows it. But just to profit, to benefit, to enhance the growth process, that's not mutter. That's number one. Number two, even if you have a psayda, you only allow limited interaction. Only a little work, not much tircha. If it's too much tircha, that's also not allowed. So which Tana holds of these two conditions? Omar of Huna, I found the Tana. Rabbi Lezer and Yaakovi, it's not Rabbi Lezer and Yaakovi, right? Moishchen HaSe'ilan, Moishchen HaSamayim, Me'ilan Lilan. This is a Mishnah coming up in that Vav. You notice, each puddle of water underneath your tree. Now trees need to be constantly watered. It's like a Beis HaShelachim. You can actually draw from one tree to the other. Ubevat Shelo Yashke, Esasodakula, provided... You don't water the entire uh, field, the entire grain field, which is a base of Baal. Here we go. You have a shita. It's only allowed to maintain growth, to avoid hefset. That's true. Delight. Certainly, you see, the Rebbe holds, you can't just do harvacha. You can't just enhance the growth process. You can't just water any field. Only a tree which needs watering. That's clear. What about that other condition? It's not mentioned by Rabbi Lezab and Yaakov. What about if it's a makum of hefset, which allows malacha? What about if it involves a lot of exertion, a lot of tircha? Is that a problem? It's not clear. Maybe it's not a problem. Tircha, a situation which involves much work, in a case of hefset, where do we see that Rabbi Lezab would not allow that? So true, Rabbi Leza apparently holds that the key is hefset, but what about that second criterion? Minimal tercha. You don't see that anyway in Rabbi Leza and Yaakov. Okay, so search is on. Who is the Tana of Almish? Alamar of Papa? I found the Tana. Hamari Rabbi Rabbi holds of both conditions. A, only in a makam of hefset to avoid loss, and B, provided it doesn't involve much tercha. The Sanya. We're going to have a brysa with three shittas from one side of the spectrum to the other. You have a fresh spring. The is not concerned with watering fields. Apparently, it's not much of a malacha, just watering. No problem at all. Be my guest. Go ahead, water any field, even a baal. You can use a fresh spring. No problem. Rebuta takes the middle route. Can only tend to a a dry field, a desperate field, a thirsty field, a base shalachan which uh, got destroyed, which lost its water source. Here we go. Rabbi, this shita is consistent with our Mishnah. 
You can do a malacha only to avoid hefsit. You know what? If it's a fresh spring, I'm concerned about collapse and extra work. Don't get involved in a fresh spring. Bryce continues. Yasser Akin Omar Behuda. Behuda had another Khumra. Khumra number one was you can only water out of desperation. In a base hashalach. Number two, says Behuda provided it does not involve too much involvement. You can't divert that stream. Look at Nasul Khurva said to water his garden, his Khurva, his ruined area which uh, he replanted. So, bottom line is, avoid hefsid, yes, but only if it doesn't involve much tirch. Now, let's just go back for a second. We spoke about a base hashlach and shacharva. My charva, what does charva mean? Ilam charva mamish. His field got destroyed. It's over. Why is he watering a destroyed field, an abandoned field? Oh, no, buy it. It means like this. It's alive. It's growing. But it's missing its water. Shacharav v'mayanzeh. used to have a natural water source. A spring running to the field. And it dried up. achar. And now he's using another spring. So he can go ahead and do that because it's a base HaShalachim. That's a third sheet. He's on the other side of the spectrum. He's the most machmer. Nor this, nor that. What does that mean? It's irrelevant of whether he used to have a steady water supply and he lost it. In which case, now he's desperate for water. Or whether his mind wasn't destroyed, which means he doesn't need constant watering. So, irrelevant of circumstance, whether it's a thirsty field which was constantly water up until this point and somehow the mine dried up and now he's thirsty or I feel that didn't really need constant watering either way you can't go ahead and use a a fresh spring we're concerned about collapse and having to come back and reconstruct that area which involves excessive terchan chaylamayit so so basically we have three sheets in the price from one side to the other, from one extreme to the other. Rabbi says, all watering is mutan chalamayit, no concern whatsoever. Watering is not considered a malacha that we're concerned about. Rabbi Zari says, I don't want you to get involved in a, a fresh spring. Either way, don't water from this type of spring which might lead to extra extra work. It might collapse, might have to come back and reconstruct it, don't get involved. Rabbi says, look, if it's a case of hefset, it's a base hashalachin, you can go ahead and tend to it. Even using a fresh spring, we're not concerned about collapse. Provided you're not actually going ahead and doing an excessive tircha situation, like yifana adam amasamayim, that you can't do. So clearly, according to you have to meet two conditions. A, hefset, to avoid loss, and B, no tircha. Says the Gemara, how do you know? How do you know the Rabbi Yudah is consistent with our mission? Who am I? Dilma, Ad, Kan, like Omar, Rabbi Yudah, Beis HaShalachin, In. Beis HaBa'alai, perhaps. The only reason Rabbi Yudah limited this heter, 
this allowance to water. He limited it to a base HaShalach, to a thirsty field, but not a base HaBal, an established field. Perhaps that's only because we're speaking about a fresh spring. Elamayan Shiyotzebetchila, fresh spring. Where there's that concern of collapse, he says, you know what? If you're really desperate, then we take that chance. But otherwise, don't take a chance of collapse and having to rebuild it. Dilma Aslan Puli is a concern about collapse. Collapse. So perhaps this restriction, this allowance to water only a base HaShalochen is because it involves another concern of collapse. Aval Mayan but if it's a veteran stream, it's flowing for years, there's no concern of collapse. It's not going to collapse. Perhaps even a base HaBal can be watered according to Yehuda. When there's a com- compounded concern, there's also a concern of Lin Puli, which might involve extra work. And he says, you know what? Only if it's absolutely necessary, but don't do it by let's say it's a well-established stream which is not going anywhere. It's not falling apart. You're simply watering, perhaps. That would be allowed even if it's not absolutely desperate and necessary, even a Beisabal. Says, well, if that's the case in Cain, if that would be Pran Rabbi Yehuda, Mas Nisan, Amantir Who would you attribute the Mishnah to? We had a Mishnah which gave us two, two conditions that have to be met. You can only water to avoid Hefzid, and only if it doesn't involve excessive Tircha. Now, if according to this Kasha, Rabbi Yehuda would allow, even in the base of Baal, which is not a Hefzid situation, then you wouldn't have a name. You wouldn't have a Shita to connect the Mishnah to. And we assume if there's a discussion amongst Tanoim regarding setting forth guidelines of watering fields, and we have Rebleza, we, we have many Shitas, we don't find others discussing this topic. Apparently it's it's going to be one of these names. One of these Tanoim are going to be the author of our Mishnah. And we presume the closest ones are Rabbi Yehuda. Ella, in fact, says the Gemara, let's summarize Rabbi Yehuda, Leishnamayim, Shehotzebetchila, it's irrelevant of whether it's a fresh spring, or whether it's a mine that hasn't yet, that hadn't recently inaugurated was an old spring, a veteran spring. Either way, you can water. Beis HaShalochan in, Beis you can water a thirsty field to avoid Hefzer, but not a Beis which doesn't necessarily need it right now. In fact, that's consistent with our Mishnah that follows these two guidelines. Why didn't the Brisa discuss a a recently flowing stream, according to Yehuda, it's irrelevant of whether it's new or old. The answer is to highlight Rameh's shita, who's matter in either case. Even if fresh spring, where there's that concern, perhaps of collapse, Rameh holds no concerns when it comes to watering. We allow watering, even if it's a even if it's a fresh spring. That's why the Brisa discusses a Fresh spring. But of course, the same halacha applies to an old spring as well. Meaning, according to Yehuda, whether it's fresh or old, it's only allowed to mokem hefsed in a base hashalacha. So, bottom lines, we have how many shitas when it comes to watering on chalamoid? Four shitas. We started with Rabbi Lezben and who said he could transfer water from one tree to the other to, um, to keep the trees alive. But you can't water just a field which doesn't really need it. 
So according to Lezer and Yaakov, it's allowed with Makam Hefset. But perhaps, said the Gemara, even Tercha would be allowed. It's not clear. According to Rameer, you can water anything. Anything, anytime. Let's jump over to Lezer and Azariah. He says, only with Makam Hefset, right? The Beis HaShalachim. Without much Tercha. And he's, he um, he limits it to a Mayan Yashan. Right? He says, you can only use an old, a veteran spring where there's no concern of collapse. So that doesn't work with our Mishnah. It would seem perhaps that he follows our Mishnah somewhat, only Malcolm Hefzid without Tircha, but he has another uh, condition. He can't use a, a fresh spring. So who's the town of our mission that allows? That's Rebuda. Who says, Mokam Hefset, which means a Mesa Shalachan only, without much Tircha. That's why he says you can't go divert streams. There can't be much Tircha involved. And he allows any type of Mayan. A Mayan Chodesh, a Mayan Nosh. In fact, Rebuda Shita is consistent, perfectly consistent with our mission. Okay, says the Gemara, let's start with a new topic. It's my word. Hamanachish v'amashke mayim l'zroim b'shabes. Person weeds. He's manachish. Or he's mashke, he waters. He waters it, plants on shabes. Which malach has he committed? Mishumayim masrinam be'i. They are observing it. They have to warn him. They have to give him a very precise warning. What are they going to tell him? What are you doing wrong? Let's go over to Rashi on the left. Mishumayim masrinam be'i. Weeding, watering, what exactly is it? You can't consider a manachish as koitzer. Why? Koitzer means to harvest. He's not trying to harvest. He's trying to clean out the, the field. He's trying to harvest the grass. He's trying to enhance the, the, the growth of the, of the rest of the whatever's growing there. So that's not really koitzer, which involves harvesting for personal use. So it's Rashi, chayrish v'zereya, planting, uh, plowing, planting, koitzer, and reaping avis melachas and perkagal. Those are the, uh, listed amongst the 39 avis melachis, the primary melachis, which they uh, use in the Mishkan. And those are the melachis, which one, one must not do on Shabbos. Taisus points out, what's the Gemara's Shiloh? Mishumai Masrinam. So he says, because a person cannot get an Enish and Bezna, whether it's Malkus or Misa, unless he's warned and warned properly. They have to tell him, don't do Chayrish, don't do Kaitzer. They have to be very specific in their warning. Otherwise, it's meaningless. Tell me about one thing, I'm doing something else, it doesn't really connect, we don't relate to it. So back to the Gemara, what is Manachish and Zerah and Mashke? Which Malach is it? It's not actually listed in 39 of, of those Malachas. So in Machlikas, between Rabbah and Rav Yisif, Rabbah Amar, Mishim Chirish, it's a form of plowing. The Gemara will explain it. So you see a person doing Manachish or Mashke, tell him, don't do it, you're doing Harisha, which is an Av Malach on Shabbos. Rav Yisif Amar, it's not Chirish, it's a form of planting. What does this mean? Amar Rabba. My approach, my opinion, that the Menachish and Mashke is a form of Chirish seems to be plausible. 
seems to be more probable than Rav Yosef's approach. That it's Zerah. Why? What is the purpose? What's the what's the essence of Kharish? What's he doing when he's plowing? To soften up, to loosen up the earth for planting. Hainam here as well, when he's weeding, when he's watering, what's he doing? He's loosening the earth. And therefore, it belongs in that category. Manakesh, Mashke is a form of Kharish. My approach is more correct. Why? I maintain these belong in the Zerah category. What's the point of planting? To enable growth. To grow your crop. Here as well, weeding and watering is a catalyst for growth. Activating the growth process or whatever it is. That's growing there. Atesis explains what's the machlekes. Rabbi looks at it from his perspective, loosening the earth. Rabbi says, "Look, what am I trying to do? Activate growth." Says Tesis, a wonderful pshat. Two ways to look at everything. Practically, what is the practical form, the tangible form of what I'm doing? What does the activity involve? That's Rabbi's approach. Weeding, watering is in effect loosening the earth. Let's look at what he's doing right now. That's synonymous with plant, with plowing, which loosens the earth. Therefore, he says it's a form of chersh. Rav looks at the scheme, at the plan, the intent. What, what's my end goal? Not what I'm doing right now. What am I trying to achieve? When I weave, when I water, I'm trying to activate growth. It's like Zerea. I'm trying to be smiach pera. And therefore it belongs in that category. So Rabbi looks at the practical side of things, and Rabbi looks at the intent, the plan, the goal. Only Abayi, the Rabbi, Abayi turns to Rabbi, I have a double kasha. Who is the kasha? Or the Yosef kasha? I don't understand. Your sheet or Rabbi Yosef? Who is the kasha? I'm a kasha on you. You say that Mishim Chayrish? It's connected to plowing. Only but not planting. Why not? True. I'm currently watering. I'm loosening. But I'm trying to achieve growth. You should have both elements. Chorish and Zereya. That's one kash. Rav Yasef kash. Likewise, Rav Yasef have a kash. Why is it only Zereya but not Chorish? True. The end game is growth. But right now, I'm trying to loosen the earth. Practically, I'm doing chavish. So let it be both. Why does it have to be mutually exclusive? Why can't it be just both together? I'm doing two things wrong at once. I'm doing this maisa to achieve a certain result. Perhaps you'll say, And a maisa contains two elements. You can't. You can't be liable for two. There's only one chiv. That's not so. Of Kahana. of Kahana tells us you can have double, double responsibility, double chiv in one mice. For instance, Zaymer, he prunes his tree. He's trying to activate the tree, enhance the smich of the tree. He happens to need the wood. So he's actually harvesting wood as well. He's doing two things wrong. Planting, he's enhancing the, the growth of that tree. 
Another chiv because he's harvesting. So one maisa can generate two results. Kasha, indeed, this is a kasha. We don't understand why. It has to be one, not the other. Bottom line is, Rabbi says, these things are connected to Harisha. The practical aspect of what I'm doing, Rabbi Yisra says, it connects to Israel. The results I'm trying to achieve. Eisvi, Rabbi Yisra, the Rabbi. So Rabbi Yisra, who says Zerea, asked the kasha of Rabbi, who says Harisha. Like, one weeds. Or covers over the seeds in a Kalayim situation when he has two different varieties mixed together. Like he gets Malkus. Not only if you actually do a Masa do you get Malkus, even if he's just maintaining Kalayim. He sees Kalayim growing in his field, leaves it alone. He's also Chayim Malkus. So this is a Tesefta in Kalayim. Says Rav Yosef, according to me, it's perfect. I say that weeding is a form of planting. Of course, he gets malchus. I'll plant kelaim. But according to you, weeding is a form of plowing. What's wrong with plowing? He's not actually planting the kelaim, just plowing the area. That's not a problem. Why is he getting malchus? You know why he gets malchus? Not because he's actually plowing. That master doesn't generate malchus. Because he's maintaining his climb. He sees it right there and he's leaving it there. Like Rabbi Kiva says, Mekayim gets malchus. One second. But this is Tanakama, not Rabbi Kiva. If we take a look at the Sefer, we see Rabbi Kiva holds that way. Rabbi Kiva, I'm after Mekayim. Even maintaining generates malchus. Mechlal, apparently, the Tanakama. Lavash Mekayimu. Apparently, Tanakama is not based on Mekayim. He doesn't hold of Mekayim. Rather, he's guilty because he did something, a Masa. So, according to me, weeding is Zerei, he did something wrong. According to you, it's only Harisha. What did, why would he get Malkus? Kula Rekivi. The whole Bryce is Rekivi, from beginning to end. And it's based on the concept of Mekayim. Umatam Kamar. We're just explaining ourselves. We start the Menachi Shemachape gets Malkus. Why? It's just Harisha. Matam Hamenachi Shemachape beklaim loikim Shemakayim because he's maintaining his kalayim, not because he did something wrong, because he's maintaining it in place. And it's all Rukiva speaking. Share Rukiva Oimer because we know Rukiva holds Afa Makayim. Even Makayim gets Malkus. See, he authored the entire price. My tender Rukiva. Why does Rekiva say Mekayim gets Malkus? He didn't do anything wrong. The Sanya, Bryce says, Sotchalei Sizer Kalayim. Don't plant Kalayim in your field. We learn, perhaps only an actual Zerea gets Malkus. Mekayim Minayim. What about just leaving it in place, ignoring it? Tamalayim Kalayim Sotchalei Bidarshan that you can't have Kalayim in this field. Eradicate Kalayim. Mekayim itself generates Malkus. Continues the Gemara. Let's go back to our Mishnah. Tanam. Mash can base a shalochan b'moid b'shviz. A lot of water on chalomoid and on shemitah. Bishlem b'moid, we just explained, barichas, why it's mut on chalomoid. Misham tirchu, the concern is exertion. Umakam said lo sharabbonon. The whole concept of melochan chalomoid is diversion, is tircha, but in a makam pseido, to avoid financial loss, to save that field, you can do it. Sharabbonon, rabbonon allowed. Okay. 
So we understand about we understand Chalamoid. Elishvius, what about a Shmita? How can you water on Shmita? Whether it's according to Rav Yasef that watering is a Whether according to Rabbi that it's a form of Harisha. These are Malachis. Since when can you do Malachis on Shmita? You can't work the field on Shmita. How can the Mishnah allow watering on Shmita? Amr Abayi. You know what the Mishnah is speaking about? Nowadays. When Klai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael and the concept of of, of Yoival doesn't exist, which is uh, something that's dependent upon the presence of Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Shemitah is also something which doesn't really apply in our Torah because it's dependent on Yoival. Shemitah is milim d'rabbonah. Rebbe, you follow Shemitah, Rebbe, the Sanya. This is the top of the concept of Shemitah, Shemit, abandoned. So what's the redundancy? We learned that there are two types of Shemitah. Two aspects, two mitzvahs to fulfill on Shemitah. Abandon the, the karka, don't work the fields. Abandon your, your claims on your friend. Let go of your loans. Relinquish the chayvays. And the Pasuk connects the two things. Shemitah's karka with Shemitah's kafim. And we learn, Bizman shatameshamet karka, when Yoival is active, when Klai Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael, and there's Yoival, and therefore there's Shemitah as well. So it's one package. Atameshamet kafim. You have to let go of those loans. Bizman shatameshamet karka, but nowadays where there's no Yoival, there's no Shemitah in our you don't have to let go of those loans. Explains Rashi. Apparently, it's pretty clear from Rebbe's words that there was a point in history, there was a time where there was no Shemitah's Karka. How could that be? Because Shemitah's Karka is dependent upon Yoival, which doesn't exist today. So, according to Rebbe, Shemitah's Ksafim is dependent on Shemitah's Karka, which is dependent on Yoival, which doesn't exist today. So, according to Abayi, speaking Bismanazah, it's only the Rabbonon. And Rabbanon say, look, lose your field, lose your crop, go ahead and water, despite the fact that it's a form of Zereya or Cherish, depending on the Shittas. Our Mishnah could follow even Shittas Rabbanon who disagreed with Rabbi. They all did. Even Bizman Azeh Shemitah is Minatar. So how could you water on Shemitah? Avois Asar Rachmana Toldois Le Asar Rachmana you know which malachas are also on Shemitah? Only of its primary malachas, Rashi says, those malachas which are listed on that 39 malachas list. Malachas that were executed in the Mishkan, those are considered of its primary malachas, but Teilodes, derivatives, secondary malachas, like watering, although it's a pretty important thing, but it wasn't something that they did in the Mishkan, it's not called an Av, and there's no Isim in Torah to do these things on Shemitah. As the world will continue as Hashem in tomorrow's daf, based on Psukim. In any case, since it's not Osim Natur, it's only Mdurabonon. In the case of Hefzid, Rabbonon allowed it on Shemitah. Okay, let's do a brief Chazor of today's daf. Which Malach is a Mutar Chalamoid? Rashi brings the Gemara Chagiga and explains that Hashem was Moisil Chachamim. He allowed the Chachamim to set forth the Criterions, the guidelines of what is done, what is not, and according to our Mishnah. 
you have to meet two conditions. Meniyaz hefsid, avoid financial loss without much terch. We have the Beis HaShalachim, which is the Mishalhi, the tired, the uh, thirsty field. Beis HaBa'al, which is a more established field. Mishin says, and the Beis HaShalachim, which needs constant watering, can do it. If it's minimal terch. Who is the Mandom of Al-Mishnah? We have four sheets. It's by Yaakov, Rameh, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi and Azariah. And the Gemara concludes that Rabbi Shita is the closest to Al-Mishnah. He requires Hafsid, requires no Tircha, and he allows even using a Mayan Chadash. What about Menachesh and Mashke? Weeding, watering, what Malacha does that entail? Rabbi says, Chodesh, loosening the earth. Rabbi Yisra says, look at the, the goal. What are you trying to achieve? You're trying to activate growth. That's a malach of Zireya. You can't do nichush by Kilayim. So says the Brysa. We have two, two pshatim. Either like a Yasef, because Menachish is a form of Zireya, which is also by Kilayim. Or even according to Rabbah, that it's just a form of Harisha, which wouldn't be also by Kilayim. The Brysa follows Rabbi Kiva. That Mekayim Kilayim is also like this explains Cholamite. What about watering on Shemitah? How could the Mishnah allow that on, on Shemitah? It's a Malacha. Tutorism. Bismanazeh. It's only the Rabbanon. Or Teilodes. Amotim and Atari. Only Osim the Rabbanon. And Amakim Hefzid. Chacham Malad. All the best to you and much, much Hatzlacha.